Grow With Me provides exercises and tips for living your best life now. This means loving yourself and allowing positive change to find you when you're having fun being who you are. Many of us spend our lives in the future, waiting for things to get better or striving to accomplish the next thing on our to-do list. But we feel most fulfilled when we make a conscious choice to love our life exactly as it is in this moment. I'm your host, Dina Martin. I had a situation happen recently in my personal life where I started getting upset and feeling like a victim to the way someone was treating me. I knew I wasn't being myself, but I was overcome with emotion. I knew no one else can make me feel unhappy. I just needed to work through this trigger that came up for me. And as I was feeling angry and upset, I heard a voice within me say, take your power back, Dina. I know everything that's happening outside of me is me too and it's love. I was creating this somehow from my beliefs, and it was coming up for me to heal. I reminded myself I don't need anything from anybody, and nobody needs to treat me any certain way, although I know I always deserve to be treated with love and respect. After I worked through it a bit, I was still feeling a little off, and I heard another reminder. You are who you are when you're doing what you love. So I went to the gym, and that's where I remembered who I am. I am love. I wasn't mad anymore. Being in my power means I'm in love. When when I'm in love, I'm not sad, angry, or worried. I don't need anything from anyone. And I don't mean that in a defensive way. It's letting go of control. When I'm in love, I know everything is happening in a way that's best for me and everyone around me. It doesn't have to be the way I expect it to be. I know the more I'm able to maintain high vibration emotions like love, joy, and peace, the more love, joy, and peace I experience in my outer world. Recently, I was thinking about how I'm working toward feeling lighter and more full of love, and I was reminded of a hummingbird. I wrote a few phrases down, kind of like a poem, and I've been practicing reading the poem and feeling like the hummingbird. I especially like to do this if I'm feeling stuck in negative thought patterns. I'm going to say the poem slowly, one phrase at a time, so you can feel into it. So close your eyes if it's safe to do so, and imagine yourself as a hummingbird. The hummingbird. Free as the wind floating through the sky. Hum of wings. Lightness of breath. Sheer radiance. Love, boundless joy. Stillness in flight. How did that feel? Feel free to write down these words or come up with your own poem if it helps. Maybe you want to feel more fierce and confident like a lion or tiger or calm and in flow like a stream. I think it's a fun and creative way to help you become more of who you are. You are love and you become more of who you are the more you love yourself. Practicing feeling high vibration emotions is one way to do this. 
Another way is through following your dreams. The purpose of your dreams is to love yourself more, and they require you to overcome limiting beliefs from your past. Everything in your life supports your limiting beliefs until you recognize the story you've been telling yourself isn't true and you truly believe the new story you write for yourself. It's about what you believe is possible. When I hear or see my limiting beliefs in my day, I remind myself it's a story and I let it go. For example, if someone complains about their job, this might be supporting my limiting belief that I have to do things I don't want to do to make money. I feel love for the person and their situation, and then I remind myself the story isn't my truth. I am free. And in the situation I spoke about where someone was unkind to me, this was a story too. The truth is, I love and respect myself, and I am always treated with love and respect. I did a past life regression session a few years ago, and the thought behind past life regression therapy is that we carry limiting beliefs over from our past lives, and by finding the source of where a limiting belief originated, we can heal this belief in our current life. Our past lives contribute to our personality and influence the family and types of situations we're born into. I felt called to do this therapy to help overcome something that was holding me back in this life. Going into it, I had no idea what would come up. But it was at a time in my life where I wanted to move out of my career in advertising to pursue my passion. I'd spent a lot of time working on my self-love. And through that, I realized my passion is helping other people remember how to love themselves. I had a side business doing this through practicing Reiki and reflexology, but I didn't feel quite ready to take the leap out of my full-time job. In this session, I was brought to a life where I was a king. I experienced the life like I was visiting him in his castle. He was charming and had this big smile and wavy blonde hair. He had an accent, and he immediately wanted to show me his pet tiger that was hanging out in the castle near him. He then showed me his wife and his three daughters. He told me that his daughters did not have yellow hair like him, and he seemed upset about it and blamed his wife for this. They were all brunette. I also sensed that he felt threatened by his wife, like she was trying to take his power. We moved forward several years later in the session, and this time I saw him devastated. He made a decision that cost many people their lives. His kingdom was at war, and most of the people had already left, but he refused to leave his castle. I had this vision of him reaching his arms up to the sky and shouting, Why me? He felt so much guilt and wanted to pay for his mistake. I didn't see it happen, but I sensed somehow Eventually, someone came, whoever he was at war with, and he was stabbed in the stomach and died. I could feel all his emotions like they were mine, and I felt his pain and suffering. I came out of this session feeling an enormous sense of failure, like I let everyone down. I was working in advertising at the time, like I said, and I thought about how when things got stressful, I would say, well, no one's lives are in our hands. I realized this wasn't just about a fear of failure. It's about the fear of my own power. When I realize how powerful I truly am, there's a part of me that wants to run and hide. What if I mess it up? What if I cause suffering or cost people their lives? 
What if I'm evil and trying to trick everyone so that I win? When I fear my power, I give it away. I stop listening to my heart and I let other people tell me what to do. But my fear separates me from love and from remembering I never need anything but my own love. I don't need a specific outcome from the things I do. My mind isn't making the plan. My heart has a plan that's for the greatest good of all. If I try to control it or make things happen sooner than my heart has planned, then my motives are self-serving. I don't know what decision the king made that cost so many lives, but I know he deserves forgiveness. Our freedom and our lives are never taken from us. We give them away when we stop trusting our hearts. Despite what he said or did, the people in the kingdom had free will. This doesn't mean he shouldn't be accountable for his actions, but he can still love himself the same regardless of the consequence. A surgeon can make a mistake. A doctor can misdiagnose. A military commander can make a call that costs lives. But to say that these people were solely responsible is a fallacy. This could be true in our ways of operating here, but we're all one and our hearts decide what we want to experience in this lifetime. There's a greater purpose to everything that happens that we don't always understand. Becoming more of who I am requires me to let go of old belief systems. I used to have the mindset that I'll believe it when I see it, but having faith in my dreams is knowing if I believe it, then I'll see it. An act of faith is letting go of something or the old way to commit to the new belief. But living in my truth means I never need anything but my own love. And when I'm following my heart, there isn't really a choice. It's just what my heart wants to do. Making your dreams come true requires believing they are possible. The things that seem most unbelievable are the things you're holding limiting beliefs around. It's easier to make things happen when you aren't attached to the outcome or thinking you need it. Here's an exercise to help you believe in your powers as a creator. Think of something that will happen to you that would be nice, but you feel pretty indifferent about. Make sure it's not too obscure or unbelievable, but not too common either. For example, I could say, someone gives me a donut. <laughs> then once you decide what will happen, write it down on a piece of paper and spend a minute feeling gratitude for whatever it is you wrote down. I'm going to stop talking for just a few seconds to give you time to pause this episode. But just to repeat, you're thinking of something fairly insignificant, but that you would appreciate it to happen to you. You're writing it on a piece of paper and then spending a minute feeling gratitude to have it. You can go ahead and pause the episode now. Once you're done, throw the paper away and let it go. Stay open to how it comes to you. In my donut example, I could end up getting a card from someone with a picture of a donut on it. It will come at a time and in a way that you least expect it to. I am the creator of my world, and the world is always interacting with me. Sometimes letting go of my old beliefs or way of doing things gets so uncomfortable that I want to just turn around and go back to where I was before or some version of it. 
But the signs keep me moving me forward. They validate what I already know within. And when I say sign, I mean something I experience that indicates a path I should take. Some of the ways they come to me are in my dreams, in visions, songs that pop in my head, um, and outside of me as I move through my day. When I see them, a lot of times it's like they're in slow motion and they speak to the knowing inside of me. Sometimes it's obvious, like literally a sign. For example, I was at the gym the other day and I had done a lot of weightlifting and felt like I needed a stretch. I stretched a little bit, but I started feeling self-conscious and was about to stop before doing splits and bridges that would really stretch out my legs and back. And I looked up and a girl had a shirt on that said, don't hide your magic. So I reminded myself, nobody needs to see me, like me, or approve of me, and I did the stretches, and afterward, I felt fantastic. It was exactly what I needed. Do you ever dim your light because you're afraid of what people might think of you? But signs are everywhere, and the more I pay attention to them, the more I notice them. A more subtle one for me is when someone's smoking or I smell cigarette smoke. It's a reminder for me to relax. So I take a deep breath and that always helps. Sometimes money's a sign too. If something seems too pricey or I'm not comfortable paying for it, it's not because I can't afford it. It's because my heart doesn't want it. I also have to listen to my heart in these situations too to make sure that the discomfort isn't coming from a fear around scarcity. When I'm meant to buy something, I'm usually excited about it regardless of the cost, even if it means pushing past my fears. Sometimes I think I want something and I just can't pull the trigger on it. Getting quiet and going within always helps me discern. Animals carry messages too. There's a site called spirit-animals.com that I reference when an animal catches my eye. Usually I might see something like a vulture on the side of the road, an owl, or a groundhog. But once I closed my eyes and I saw an image of an alligator walking toward me, I looked up the meaning of alligator and the words that spoke to me said that it was time to shake things up and to get ready for a wild ride. I knew some sort of big change was coming, but I didn't know what. And then shortly after that, a few days later, Every day, I'd get a sudden urge to replace things in my house. I got the house I'm in when I got divorced, and I started with a short-term rental because I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. And so I had a lot of furniture that I just picked up from places like Facebook Marketplace, and I still had kitchen appliances from my previous house. So two years later, it wasn't a short-term rental anymore. And so the desire to buy new things started with my wall art and then my kitchen table, sofa, bed, everything else. And as the old moved out, there was this huge energy shift, but it was also uncomfortable letting go. I couldn't distract myself or avoid the feeling to get rid of these things. I donated or gave away everything. And it was definitely wild, but I absolutely love the end result. Although signs are very helpful, it's also important for me to stay grounded. I don't get too caught up in the signs, and I always listen to my heart to decide how to respond to them. When I'm feeling off or ungrounded, the signs might seem mixed up too. And that's when I know it's time to come back to my body and fill myself with love. I found that exercise and being in nature helps with this. 
So how much stock do you take in signs? Do you use them to help point you in the best direction? The more you're aware of them, the more you'll start noticing them. I mentioned before my fear of my own power that I've been addressing, and there's a higher power that speaks to me and everyone through our hearts. I am that power, although I might not know its master plan. I know that when I feel inspired to do something, it's the higher power speaking through me. I hear over and over from within that the key to my happiness is in the little things. And the more I appreciate the little things, I feel present and more love within me. I'm more of who I am. And that's what brings me to my dreams because my dreams are feelings. And the more I feel those wonderful feelings now, the more quickly they come to me in physical form. About two months ago, it came to me in my nightly meditation that I wanted to take my son skiing at Lake Tahoe in California. We both love skiing. So I made a list of what I wanted to experience while I'm there and how it would feel. I said things like, beautiful mountain views with clear blue skies and fresh powder, having fun laughing together, eating great food, feeling gratitude and totally free. I spent a few minutes, a few nights a week feeling into this experience. And over the next couple of weeks, all the details of the trip started falling into place. For example, one night when I was doing the meditation, I suddenly decided to check lift prices and there was a big deal going on, only four hours left to get tickets at a heavily discounted rate. And a week before my trip, I was talking to a man at a snowmobiling company in the area, and he said, it's been a really dry winter with about half the snow they typically get. He said, I'm sorry, it's just not going to be the best skiing this year. Well, my trip was last week, and it turned out exactly as I envisioned. A winter storm came over the days before my trip, so we skied in fresh powder under blue skies with beautiful lake and mountain views, and we had a blast. You are a creator too. Creating your dreams isn't just about making things happen. It's experiencing more love as you move toward them. For your homework, think of something either you have plans coming up or something you want to do. Make a list of around five or 10 things you want to experience as you're doing whatever it is you want to do and how you feel. Spend about five minutes feeling into your plan every day or at least a few times a week. The best time to do this is either first thing in the morning or later in the evening. Notice how good it makes you feel to do this exercise as if you're already there. Thank you for listening to this episode of Grow With Me. If you're enjoying this podcast, please consider leaving a review or sharing it with a friend. Be sure to follow the show to catch the latest episodes. If you have any feedback or questions about what was discussed, feel free to email me at growwithdina at gmail.com. That's G-R-O-W-W-I-T-H-D-E-N-A at gmail.com.